0: On this week's episode, we are traveling to Hosnian Prime in the Core Worlds, where we will discuss the New Republic's inefficiency, the rise of the First Order, and the sheer imaginative power of Mon Mothma. On with the show. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Lady Kira's Galactic Adventure, where we traverse the universe in our Corellian Corvette Cruiser the Vindicator. I am, of course, your host on this excursion, Admiral Kira Vandadi of the Alliance to Restore the Republic. This time, we are continuing our exploration of the interior as we travel to the planet Hosnian Prime. If you have no questions, comments, or concerns, then make sure to remember to ready yourself for the Rotten Blueberry Throne this summer, to constantly question why Lucasfilm likes to pretend Satine Kryze doesn't exist except when Bo-Katan says she does, and that Ahsoka Tano deserves much better than the Jedi Order this week on Lady Hero's Galactic Adventure. If you have been around the metaphorical block before, you know that we first start with the generally undescriptive planetary Disney canon, and then get into the legend stuff if relevant later. So let's get into this. In canon, Hosnian Prime is an ecumenopolis located at M12 in the Galactic Grid. You might be wondering what the hell an ecumenopolis is exactly. If you are, let me explain. An Ecumenopolis is a planet made entirely into a city, as cities cover the entirety of the surface of the planet. We have come across a few of them in the past, such as Coruscant, Empress Teta in the Deep Core, and some others I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> Hosnian Prime is a major story planet, which means that unlike the lesser-known worlds we have covered in the past, it's time for everyone's second most favorite segment. Beware, my friends, of the system time. The Hosnian system is a five-planet star system centered around one sun, called... Well, why don't you all go place your guesses down below to see how predictable Star Wars naming conventions are? (laughs) I'll be here when you return. Oh, um, you're back! Wonderful. Uh, The name of the sun is, drumroll please, Hosnian Sun. There's not much information about it except the fact that it was destroyed along with Hosnian Prime itself when the First Order was playing Death Star with Starkiller Base and 34 IBY. That is an understatement though. The destruction of Alderaan is nothing compared to the destruction of the Hosnian system. The First Order was taking notes, much more than the Republic deemed necessary. I don't have exact orbital positions for the planets in the system, so we're just going to go in alphabetical order, I guess. In that case, first up is Cardota, also known as Hosnian Cardota. I don't know what class of planet it was before the system was destroyed, but I do know that before it went boom, there were multiple bedding parlors located on the planet frequented by many smugglers across the galaxy. Next up, we have Quartzilius, a planet to which we know even less about than Cardota. Let's mosey on over to our next planet, Hosnian, but not Hosnian Prime. They are totally different and in more ways than one. We actually have history on Hosnian Prime, which is our next planet alphabetically, but we will come back to it when we've covered everything that is cool as it. So our fifth and final planet to cover in this week's installment of System Time is Raisho. A planet we also know nothing about <laughs> on that note let's head back around and go back to the main attraction Hosnian prime which will hopefully have enough content to make up for the lack of it in its sister planets now i do only have time this week to cover the canon but believe me when i say it there will be more than enough We have already mentioned before that Hosnian Prime is an ecumenopolis, or a city planet, but if you watch the sequel trilogy, then you would know why this place is so important. Hold on to those thoughts for history time, though, as we have a few loose ends to tie up first. The majority of the residents on Hosnian Prime were humans, but there were also a significant number of Pantorans living here as well. Multiple species would, of course, end up taking residence here for reasons we will discuss in a little bit. There are a few important places here on Hosnian Prime, one of them being Republic City, which we will get into later. In Republic City, though, were the Hanging Gardens, staggered sandstone pyramids with hollow cutouts in their centers. Plants sprouted on the outside and the inside of these structures, although I'm unsure what species specifically may grow there. It was designed for optimal light, so that in every area of the garden, plants would grow, and none would be devoid of nutrients. One more thing about Hosnian Prime, that is well-known is that it is well known sorry for um artisanal calf beans i guess we can call it the seattle of the galaxy (laughs) well on that note i think it's time for everyone's favorite segment dudes and dudettes it's history time In the canon, we don't have much of an early history on Hosnian Prime, so we're going to be starting with the last few decades of the Republic and head onwards in time from there. Hosnian Prime is actually canonically, timeline-wise, first mentioned in Master and Apprentice. The big bad in that story is Sezerka Corporation, a company most well-known for their overuse and maltreatment of slaves that they kept generationally. Slavery was actually outlawed on Hosnian Prime, but the government actually allowed Sazirga to do business around the world and to bring in whatever workers they, quote, deemed necessary, quote. One of the main characters in Master and Apprentice, Rahara Wick, was born into slavery on Hosnian Prime and worked in underground mines there. What Hosnian Prime was doing during the Clone Wars is news to me, but they were presumably a member planet of the Galactic Republic at the time. I feel like if they joined the Separatists, there would be more word of what was going on in their sector at the time. Now, when the Empire comes along, we do have a lot of information to get to. Hosnian Prime, like most planets in the Core, had to pledge their allegiance to the Empire when they came to power, regardless of whether they sided with them or not, morally, right? Rebellion did spread here, though, majorly through the form of Surgeon Consul plus Lulcott, who began hiding refugees in his chateau. He was eventually found out and faced a hefty prison sentence for his helping the Rebel Alliance. Han Solo and Chewbacca caused some chaos here before they themselves would side with the rebellion, but it isn't significant enough amounts of chaos for us to cover it here. Now, for the stuff you're all listening and or watching this show, you might already know. Um... The New Republic was formed after the Battle of Endor and the destruction of the second Death Star. They firstly set up shop on Chandrilla, the homeworld of their elected leader, Mon Mothma. We discuss this in our coverage of Chandrilla, which you can listen to and or watch anywhere this show is available. After a few attacks on Chandrilla, the signing of the Galactic Concordance following the Battle of Jakku, the New Republic moved their base of operations to Hosnian Prime. Why didn't they move back to Coruscant? Well... Coruscant was home to a rather large and legal imperial remnant, and still housed a large imperial sentiment. They had their claims on the planet, but in the air of starting over, decided that Hosnian Prime was a good enough place to start the Republic over again, the way they wanted it to be. This didn't really end up working in their favor, as the new Republic began to fall apart after Monmoth must step down as first senator. Before the move to Hosnian Prime, the New Republic was setting up sponsored buildings in groups such as Veterans Hospitals and a flight academy headed by Wedge and Tillies. By 28 BBY, the New Republic had officially made the move to Hosnian Prime and decided by a majority vote in the Senate. During the interim, two major political parties had emerged within the Senate itself, the populists and the centrists. The populists mainly wanted individual worlds to maintain individual autonomy like the previous Republic and were supported by Mon Mothma, Leia Organa Solo, and previously Rebel Alliance Big Shots. The centrists, on the other hand, favored a stronger central government, more akin to the Empire's hold on the galaxy. Now, not all centrists wanted the Empire to rise again, but a select few of them, especially out of Coruscant, began vouching for such a thing pretty early on, and the sentiment spread dramatically. The sentiment rallied itself under one organization, the First Order, and began initiating militaristic activity in the name of uniting the galaxy and finishing what Emperor Palpatine had yet to finish. Little did they know, but Palpatine was the one pulling the strings the whole time via a series of cloning operations that we get to watch play out in The Mandalorian. After Mon Mothma had stepped down as first senator, Leia Organisola was in the running when the truth of her parenthood was revealed to the public. This led to her led her to step down from the Senate and to form the Resistance, a private military force dedicated to keeping the Republic safe and would later grow big enough to take on the First Order when they had armed enough support. Fun fact, in 29 ABY, BB-8 was built here on Hosnian Prime. The bean! Okay, for the dark stuff and things. <laughs> in 34 ABY, after Starkiller- base uh the first order's uh, reinterpretation of the death star was operational they decided they need to do two things they firstly had to try out their new super weapon and secondly had to make a statement that they were stronger than the republic how were they to do such a thing well why not take out the capital of the new republic and all the senators masquerading as galactic peacekeepers (laughs) The First Order decided that kyber crystals were too unstable for the entirety of Starkiller Base to run efficiently, and revolutionized a new energy source, phantom energy. This is a state of dark energy which, when fired on planets like Hosnian Prime, creates pocket novas. Basically this means that when heated by an outside force, Starkiller Base, that the planet would be transformed into a star. So after Hosnian Prime was hit by the phantom energy, it itself became the second star in the Hosnian system. On that gleeful note, we are done here. And that's just about everything I have for you on Hosnian Prime in canon and legends. I hope you enjoyed your journey this week and your stay so far aboard the Vindicator. If you have any questions or concerns about your stay, feel free to bring it up with one of our personnel on board via a private message or a DM. Perhaps on our TikTok accounts at Shadow Collective Rules with a Z, or at Unidentified Robot, or maybe our new Twitter, however long that's going to last, <laughs> at Twitter.com slash Lady underscore underscore Kira, or perhaps with a review of our show. Or perhaps if you want more of me, I don't know why you would, but you can head over to Patreon.com slash productions and for only five bucks a month, you can have access to tons of additional content in our exclusive Discord community. All of those usernames and their respective platforms will be listed in the show notes. Next time, we will be journeying to Andara and whatever core worlds I can cover in 30 minutes or less. Until next time, my friends, companions, and droids, may the Force be with you all.